1: mm
2: Into the CHGO Blackhawks Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Happy Mailbag Tuesday. Yeah. I'm Jay Zawaski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tiribasi. We asked for your questions and you sent them in, and we've got a lot to get to. Before we do, we want to remind everybody to smash that like button on the YouTube page and make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel as well. If you're a podcaster, make sure you are following or subscribed to the podcast as well. Later on in the show, we're going to share some practice comments. Well, he wasn't practicing the comments. They were comments from practice from Luke Richardson on was, Lucas it was, Reichel. It was his post-game dress rehearsal. Yes, and uh, <laughs> what we really love about Luke is his is the way he'll give you a detailed answer. Uh, and this was a very detailed answer about what they're looking for from uh, Lucas Reichel and what they're seeing. From Lucas Reichel It's really really great stuff and we thought everyone would love to hear that, so we're going to share that for you in a moment. Uh I think we is that right? We got everything done, right? Everything uh we need to promote is there. Like button. Oh yeah, become a diehard, diehard. all chgo.com If you become a diehard, you save uh, 20% on all of our merch at the CHGO locker and all our all of our events, like takeovers and tailgates and all those sort of things. Uh and you get a free t-shirt or hat upon sign up, so it's a great deal. And to help support the company, we would love to have you become a CHGO diehard. All AllCHGO.com is the place to make that happen. Yeah, All it's, right. a, it's a good yeah. investment. And if you did not submit us a question, like I saw Michael and Chuck O'Melko said, oh, we forgot. We'll just put them in the chat. We'll get to them. Get yeah. your questions there, of course.
1: And if you throw us a super chat, we'll definitely get to them. Yes. Yeah, and if you throw <laughs> us a $50 super,
2: super chat, we'll show feet. Hey, there we go. No,
1: that's at least 100. (laughs) Got
3: to go triple
0: digits for feet. All right.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: So um, we will get to the questions here in a bit. Uh, But anything else we want to address from practice? I, I thought the Lucas Reichel stuff stood out the most. It was a getaway day. So Luke spoke first. And then we went to the locker room and it was Anders Bjork. And it was who else was in there? Staylock. we're the only two guys in there
0: Yeah, Lucas Reichel was in there for a little bit too yeah. um,
2: So we talked to Bjork I wrote about it for my Blackhawks beat piece Which literally just published like 15 minutes ago and Again, you could find that at allchgo.com Joey, are we ready give, to go with some questions Give 15 minutes
1: here? before going and finding that Stay here, here and then read it after the show
2: we are, uh, We're ready to go with the questions
4: I mean, do you have specific ones you want to go to trust first? You
2: are, you are the producer of the show I trust your judgment, you are That's, as good as it gets In this business So let's do it. All right, here we go. Let's let's find a
4: uh, a good one to start here. Wheel of questions. This one is from from Alex. Alex. I have a question. Don't know if we'll make it, but do you guys think Fantilli is actually a better fit for this team? Yes, Bedard is a great scoring threat, but Fantilli is also lethal and seems to bring more leadership. Idk. Just curious to see your responses. Also, you guys can read the questions if you
1: want. No, I yes. love <laughs> no, no problem. problem. New that voices are
2: good. People are sick of hearing from us.
1: Um, this is so this is an interesting question because I disagree.
2: <laughs> I, well, no, it's it's. I, I think
1: it's interesting because if we get into if we get into a position where the Blackhawks are picking second, and Adam Fantilli is is seems to be clearly the the second choice in this draft. I think there it's going to be really interesting to dig into how those two players differ in their style because they're different players. Yeah, they, don't, different. they 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 don't play this the same style, but they're both dominant in their own ways. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting if we get to that point where you know if the Blackhawks miss out on Connor Bedard, then we look at Anna Fantilli, look at what he does, and I think we're going to be pleasantly surprised at how well his game can can translate and, and really benefit uh the Blackhawks. Now, that being said, I know what angle you guys are going at. Connor Bedard is a freak of nature. He is. He, right. There's he he'll, he fits all 32 NHL teams and every any every team on the planet could you could use Connor Bedard and, and he would fit the team. Uh I just think with Fantilli, it's 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 going to be interesting to see how his skill set translates to the NHL because I think he he has a more I feel like he has a more rounded game than than Bedard. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how he, how he would fit into that lineup because Bedard, there is a kind of a conversation of, will he be a center in the NHL? Will he be a wing? With Fantilli, I think his, his future is
2: down the middle. So there is some interest to it. So you guys, the authors of the Rebuild Report, are more attentive to the prospects in the draft targets than I have been. Um, I think a lot of people mention McDavid and Bedard in the same breath. I don't know if that's really f- totally fair because McDavid is significantly bigger, Yeah, right? Bigger. He's and- a definite center and, ha- and has yeah. been since day one. Uh, I think in terms of the output, maybe the conversation begins, but in my brain, the Fantilli-Bedard thing is almost like Taves and Kane. Yeah. Right? Where it's yeah. like there was a, there was a short period of time there where there was no question that Jonathan Taves was better than Patrick Kane. Mm-hmm. Probably in the prime years of the dynasty, if you pulled at the time, thirty other GMs, all thirty of them probably would have taken Jonathan Taves. Now yeah. later in their careers, with injury and time and all those sort of things, that that shifted to Patrick Kane, who's got a, whose game has more longevity. But you wonder, you know, I I don't know. I there, to me, if I get the number one pick, I'm not overthinking it. No, I'm taking Connor Bedard. And I'm running with it. And if he's a wing, he's a center, fine. I'll take my 120 points every year. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like getting back to the actual question, they're both going to be great fits, no matter who it is, because Mm -hmm. they're both extremely great talents. Um, You know, and Luke Richardson has proven, at least to me, he's a smart enough coach to where he's going to make either of those guys. He's going to build his team around those guys. He's not Jeremy Colleton, who's going to try and force Connor Bedard to play Jeremy Collinson's system. He's gonna say, "Oh, you're counter Bedard. I'm just gonna go, put go guys, do your thing. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You go be counter Bedard, and I'm gonna put guys around you that helps you be counter Bedard." Or Adam Fantilli. So as far as which one is a better fit, they're both gonna be amazing fits. Yeah. You make it work, especially I mean. on
2: a team that doesn't really have anybody right that is solid. Like they're not slotting in around anyone. Everyone uh, else is slotting in around and them. They, they yeah. both of those guys
0: fit the kind of the mold that. Uh, kyle davidson's been drafting and, and looking for um fantilly might actually fit that mold better yeah maybe but you don't pass up on counter Badar just because no. fantilly has a little more size and, and yeah. that, those kind of things the interesting part of the draft for me is going to be how where they pick how that changes the rest of those picks this draft because mm-hmm. if you draft counter Badar number one you get that pick do you now spend the rest of that draft playing, getting guys that play better with him, complement him? Mm. Or if you get Fantilli at number two, do you change the type of guy you get to complement Adam Fantilli? Because as we've said, they are different players. So getting one, two, or three, does that change your entire draft strategy? That's a good question. Yeah. And
2: hopefully we'll get to ask that to Kyle Davidson someday soon. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, we're working on that. And it, I know we talked about this last night. It's not like they're ducking us by any means. I want to no. be clear on that. We're he's a busy guy. To, we're just trying to find a time where it works. He's on the road right now, mm-hmm. and he's got GM meetings. We don't want to do it remotely because, oh, we lost a connection. We want to do it when he can sit down <laughs> here with us, and I'm confident it will happen soon.
1: He also has a very small child.
2: Eh, so <laughs> I'm so tired of everybody using that excuse that's for over, everything. That's right? overrated. <laughs> it says Greg, wow. father of two pugs. Hey. <laughs> all right. Well, since yeah. we're on the topic of Bedard Infantilia, I got this. Uh, someone slid into my DMs the other day oh, and said, Hey, man, longtime listener. Love you. Love your show and all that. Love I had a question. Fix. Playing love Super you, Armchair GM, <laughs> if the Blackhawks got the number one pick and a team like Arizona got the number two and offered number two and their next five first rounders for number one, would you do that deal? I know we all love Vidard, but Fantilli and a bunch more top prospects—that might be interesting. I would do that in a heartbeat.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would tend to agree. If you're gonna give, if you're gonna say it's Fantilli and f- five of Arizona's next first-round picks, which like
0: are all going to be lottery picks, you, yeah, well, I have, I, have, have, I have no faith
1: that Arizona yeah, okay. knows what they can knows how to get out of this position exactly. that they're in. Um, so there'll be early first round picks. Plus you have five other first round picks that the Blackhawks have in the next three years that you're not using, uh, on uh, that pick on Adam Fantilli. Like that's uh, quick math. That's 10 first round picks over a five year span. Um, yeah, I do it. I think I do it.
2: I mean, how many, how often do we talk about, yes, the dynasty Blackhawks had star power, but what really won them those titles was their depth. Yeah. Because they could roll four lines and three pairs and two goalies, and they were just relentless. And, and God, was it uh, Ken Hitchcock that talked about the Hawks' resolve? Was that, I think it was him after a series of wearing his hockey shirt. His generic hockey, hockey, hockey. shirt. So it, or maybe it was, no, it had to be, it had to be uh, Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. When the, the, remember the Blues went up 3 nothing. The Hawks tied at 3-3, and then the Hawks eventually lost in Game 7. Yeah. I think that was a series where Boudreaux was talking about the Blackhawks' resolve. And the way, what that really means is depth. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're just so deep, and they're so good, and they can just come at you and come at you and come at you. Yeah. And when you look at the teams that have been great in hockey over the last few years, Tampa, Colorado, yeah, they've all got star players, but they're rolling four lines and three pairs, and it's... Mm That's the difference. That's what wins championships. And that's why you look at Edmonton, which when you think about this question, like would you rather have Connor McDavid or five really good first rounders to make the team deeper? Right. It's a good question because the Oilers have not won shit.
1: Yeah. And they, they had the opportunity to load up their team for years, even before McDavid was there. And it's a testament to why drafting and developing is very important because you could get th- three first overall picks in a four-year span uh, and really not be able to have anything to show for it other than no. having Connor McDavid. So,
0: Well, you had Adam Larson for a little while.
1: Sure, yeah. <laughs> that was great.
0: Yeah, uh, that five, I don't think that offer would ever be made. But if No, there's one I, team can there, you trade five first-round If <laughs> there's one team to galaxy brain it and make that trade, it is the Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> but <laughs> I would, as much as I love Connor Bedard, I would have to take that trade yeah. knowing that you're going to get fantilly too
1: yeah because think about um, you think about you get fantilly and then you have a shot at landing 10 more players with the five picks included 10 more players who are like a Korchinski or a nazar right. or and a that, reichel and that keeps you your, know
0: that keeps your window of contention open far longer because yeah. you know you've got first-round talent coming for the foreseeable future that when you start to get good, if you have to lose one of these guys as a salary cap casualty, you know you've got a guy coming in on his first contract for Mm -hmm. the next three years. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you also have a ton of uh, currency for when you're ready to compete. Like, that's like those 2025 first first-round draft picks and picks that Kyle David, he's, again... He's thinking ahead. I know we're not used to it, right? but, like, hey, summer 2024 comes. Say we get one or two of those huge free agent prizes. And then all of a sudden, 2024, 25. I still think is a little too early, but you never know. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the Hawks are looking like they're that team that are ready on the cusp. You all of a sudden already have extra first round picks where if you think, hey, we just need this one piece at the trade deadline to get us in the playoffs and who knows what happens. Yeah. You have that currency right yep. there
1: already. There could there could be a you know, there could be a guy who's 24, 25 that's hitting the primer of their career on a bad team with term on their deal, and you use a first round pick. To get a guy like that and add him to the mix, like that's that's a possibility.
2: Well, I, I think a good example of that is you look at the Ottawa Senators, and despite last night's loss, they had been one of the hottest teams in hockey, and they had a really good offseason, getting to Brinkett in there. They've got some good young talent with Kachuk and, and Stutzel and all those, all those people. And when they traded for Jacob Chicker, and everyone's kind of like, wait, what are they doing? They're not very good. Mm-hmm. They see that their window is about to be open, and they had the opportunity to offer a first round pick that's going to be you know sooner in the draft than any of the other teams going after him were yeah. right and they say look but we're going to identify this guy as the the linchpin of our next generation of great players mm-hmm. you know and so they they get checkered and the assumption is they're going to do their best to sign him long term and he'll be there for the next eight years or whatever it is as the ottawa starts to ascend so in two, three years, maybe that's where the Hawks are, and like you said, they can use some of those assets they've gathered down the road to then add and, and improve the team yeah. on the ice. Yes, I look forward to Jake
0: Chickren being there for years so uh, Lucas Reichel can beat him down the ice and score more goals. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that was fun. That'd yes. be wonderful. Definitely. All right, who do we got next here, Joey? As we rifle through our uh, myriad mailbags. Mm.
4: Let's go with this one here, yeah, Tom. All right, from Tom. If the Hawks were to package the Tampa pick in the first round and their own pick in the second round to move up in the first, what pick do you believe would be the lowest pick they could acquire?
2: Top ten, top yeah. 10. It was, well, it, mm. look, if it Tampa loses in Tampa's the first round, is. if Toronto takes out Tampa, it d- doesn't well, no, matter. it's it's based on the standings. Oh, right. great, great, to, as long as they don't get as long as
0: they don't. The only teams that change yeah. are the last four. So if Tampa loses in the first or second round, they still finish reg- where regular season points rank them. So and I'm looking at the currently right now they yeah.
1: probably ran, r- fall around the 21st, 22nd pick. I'd say
2: they're about Tampa Tampa's five. the eighth. Yeah, Tampa is the eighth best record. Right now. So 24. Yeah. So
0: no matter if they lose in the first or second round, they would still slot in based on regular season points. The only sure. way you move is if you if make you it to a conference up. So let's final. say, let's so say. We say they, don't want them to go to the conference finals. No. Right. So That's, let's
1: say they lose to to Toronto in the first round. Sure. Uh, it could happen. Uh, to, yeah. To, and then that helps the Rangers get to the Eastern Conference final. That would be ideal. Yeah. You know, all that. they the Devils, though. Okay. Well, <laughs> this is a hypothetical. All right. We're trading five first round picks for Connor Bedard. Um. I think if you have the 24th pick and a second round pick, you can get into the teens for
2: sure. I would say somewhere between 10 and 15 would be my minimum. Yeah.
1: I don't, I don't if know. Because you're trading a pretty a,
2: high second.
1: 24 and a second, if that gets you past 15, by all means, that's. I think that's worth it if there's a guy that they specifically want. Um, but I, I, I don't know. It'd be it'd be nice. It'd be nice. I'm I'm not convinced it could happen, but it'd be nice.
0: And it also depends on the team you're you're trading with. Like a team right. like Montreal that's got two, going to have two, pretty good two picks chances in the and already has, pretty good young you know, look what they did the draft last year. Look what they've got on their team. Mm-hmm. They could be a team that says, yeah, we don't mind moving back a little bit to get an extra, you know, an extra asset here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it all, yeah, it all depends on who on the other end of the deal. But yeah, if they can get into the top 15 again for, as you said, not just to do it, right, but to get like, Hey, what if there's a? We've said it all along. What if there's a, a huge tumble by Mitchkoff because people are scared away, yeah. and he's sitting there? You've already drafted Conor Bedard number one, and <laughs> Mitchkoff is sitting there still at twelve, and you could trade up to get him.
2: You do you, you it. You could, yeah, yeah. You could make it work, definitely. All right, what do we got next?
4: Hey, hey fellas, Ryan. love the show. If we don't land Bedard Fantilli. And pick fifth or below, what do the Hawks have to do in order to build this team the right way despite a poor result from this tank? What would you guys do if you were the GM for this very possible scenario? Well, I don't think they're gonna go below fifth. That would be a below
1: disaster. Fifth, they would have to they'd have to, to
4: win a lot more games first.
1: Of all. Yeah, they'd have to really have a have a win streak going on and I don't foresee that happening. Fifth or lower, I think that's when you might think about could we package that pick and the Tampa pick and and jump up to fourth or third maybe see if if you can convince a team that passing on the opportunity of Leo Carlson or Mitchkov is worth having two later first round picks um that's what I if I was GM that's what I would I would try and do if you're saying you're picking sixth um and you don't have the opportunity to move up uh Will Smith is a great prospect from the U.S. Development Program. I think he'll be available around there. Uh, Zach Benson is second behind only the great Connor Bedard in scoring and W in the WHL. He's a really good-looking prospect. So there's guys that you can still get that are very high first first round talents. Um, you know, they're not the franchise changers. That uh, the, the first three or four picks probably could be, but there's still guys that you you can get very excited about. And I think with what Kyle Davidson has already done in his first draft class, um, it's something we love to talk about, but it's, it's, it's a valid point. What he's already done with his first draft class has put the Blackhawks back on to... Uh, not only on track, but like fast tracking mm-hmm. uh, their rebuilding process. You you don't go in one draft. You don't usually go in one draft class. Uh, going from the twenty fifth prospect system to the fifth best prospect system in the NHL, according to the Athletic. Um, so I think as far as that goes, in this scenario, they're getting a guy like like Benson or, or Smith. I think those are guys that you could still be very excited about if they're picking that low.
0: Yeah, because the thing is, if you're adding one of those guys, those, those guys aren't like, you're not starting with those guys. You're no, no, adding no. them to an right. already pretty darn mm-hmm. good pool of prospects. So, yes, missing out on one of those top three or four guys would be a major disappointment, but it doesn't screw, you know, thank you, um, it, it doesn't completely ruin everything. And based on the way that this this team drafted last year, it's obvious they've got a game plan and mm. they've got every scenario figured out. Yeah. So when it gets to wherever they're at, they know exactly how they want to get to it. And we know that Kyle Davison will be aggressive. And if there is a way, even if he doesn't get the slot he wants, and if he can find a way to still get the guy he wants, he's going to do everything he can to do it. Mm-hmm. So we've got an aggressive general manager, with a scouting team that he trusts, uh, with foresight and listens to, and mm-hmm. listens to—that's the key. Um, so, I just yeah, I, we, obviously nobody wants the Hawks to drop out of that top three. No, but in case it does, yeah, it will suck. But I'm not gonna like hit the panic button because I think this front office has already has a scenario worked out for that exact—you know—if yeah. that were to happen
1: in a in a in a weaker draft class last season at seventh overall the blackhawks got kevin korchinski and look at how excited everyone is for him to yeah. to, to get into the system and, and to keep developing so in a stronger class uh a guy at at five or six is probably probably on a on a development trajectory a little bit higher than that so that's that's still something to get very excited about
2: there's a lot of people in the chat asking about Matvey mitchkov and i don't think we actually got like a Twitter email question about him, but let's address that. I, I, I know that I think in Corey Praneman's latest uh, rankings, he moved up to number two. Mm. Um, the, the risk with That's him is that he, first of all, he's under contract in Russia for a few more years, and then he might not come at all. That's the fear. And while if he was Canadian or American, he'd probably be the number two yeah. picking this draft. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think there is such a risk... And I don't think a team like the Blackhawks can take this draft that is so important to their future and say, well... Because every pick's a, every pick is a lottery ticket. You know, there's very few sure things. I think Bedard is a sure thing. Fantilli pretty close. But beyond that, like Kirby Dock was picked third and like, eh, we're still yeah. kind of unsure, right? So if you're not even sure the guy's going to come to the NHL, I think the Hawks have to skip that. If somebody like Montreal lands three... If there's a yeah that might make sense for them.
1: If there's a team that has a few years to wait for for someone like that because they're already further in their you know restocking plan or whatever you want to call it in 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 a different team scenario. I think yeah, you could probably if they land third be okay with like it. The Ducks can probably. Yeah, the Ducks could the Bucks could the Ducks could probably wait cuz they have don't they have two first round picks too this year? Their own I and believe, another.
0: Yeah. Then they just get one.
1: I'm pretty sure they did for, yeah. uh, for Klingberg, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, or not for Klingberg. I don't know. Anyways. Um, yeah, I don't think the, I I, I think Kyle Davidson, while he has a long-term fu- vision for the future and, and is preaching patience with prospects. I think this, their first pick this year has to be a guy that's going to be either immediately on the roster next season or within yeah. a season after that. Um, can, can be an NHL contributor.
0: And, and promen's ranking is based on just pure talent. He's not saying you have to, you should be drafting Mitch Koff number two, or he's going to go number two. It's not his,
1: mock it's draft. not a mock draft. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's based it's, on talent and he's it's right. a ranking talent. Yeah. Mitch
0: Koff is a better player than Adam Fantilli. I think so. I think he's more talented. Yeah. Uh, does Fantilli have a, maybe a better, a higher NHL ceiling. Maybe. I mean, it's, you can't go wrong with either one of those guys, but I think based on just pure, talent i do think mitchkoff is slightly better than fantilly mm-hmm. and that's not a slight on fantilly at all but Fantilli is number two on everybody's board because it is there's no risk there right. you know when you get adam Fantilli, he's on your he's in your system today he decides he no longer wants to play at the university of michigan which is either draft day or after this upcoming season, right. like you know, you, you're going to get him, yeah. Michkov. You don't. That's why he's dropping. It's got nothing to do with his talent, Michkov. In any other year, if Michkov was in last year's draft, he, you know, he probably he'd be, he'd number, be number one, one he'd yeah, be number one, or next year's draft. He is that. He is the second most talented player in this draft, and I don't think that's, you know, that's
2: there were the same fears with Alex Ovechkin, if you remember, yeah, when he was drafted. Was is he even going to come to the United States? Yeah, and. It worked out for the Capitals. If you haven't been well, paying attention, yeah. well
1: they they also had the they also had the lockout to wait. So yeah, you know, true. You got an extra. Well, year you never out know
0: when one of those are coming around. So. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> never, Why not?
2: we're probably due for one. Um, the <laughs> God forbid, oh my God, uh, the Ducks only do have one first round pick. Okay. By the way, they got a fourth for John Klingberg with That's some. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I remember players that go along with. I it.
1: remember the Klingberg trade was actually terrible. But yes. Yeah.
2: All right, what's next, Joey? What do we got? Let's see. We should do some reads after this one too. Sounds ah, good. Sounds good.
4: Um, okay, with all the defense and forward movement, it seems our goaltending noise has taken a backseat. Obviously, Morazic is our day one next year. But sorry if I butchered that. But what is the plan for everyone else? Staylock Soder. I can even see us taking Cal, Cal, Cal Peterson, Peterson off the Kings' hands for more capital.
1: Uh, yeah, goaltending is is not really the. <laughs> It's not
4: something we need to worry
0: about for next year. No,
1: no. If it's, if it's Morazic again, fine. Um, If it's Stalock, if they want to bring him back for another year of the experience, that'd be wonderful. (laughs) I'm, I'm enjoying Alex. He's entertaining as hell. We were
0: sitting in the press box last night watching, just going, this dude is fun. Like I want him (laughs) back
1: next year. If he, if, if he wants to come back, give him, give him another year. Let's, let's, let's ride it out again.
2: Um, Cal Peterson, by the way, currently buried uh, in their system. He's 28. He's got two years left after this one at 2.875. So, yeah, like that's he, the kind of thing. He did
1: thing get that some d- starts this year, didn't he? Did he not? And he then Phoenix. Did, yeah, he was Co- just bad. Phoenix, yeah. whatever, uh, kind of came up, and they had quick for a while, and then they got rid of him.
2: Uh, Cal Peterson has 10 starts, a 3.75 goals against and a point eight six eight save percentage. So he'll fit great. right
1: in. Sounds great for the tank. So he, yeah, um,
0: yeah. I I wouldn't be really hung up on goaltending for next season. No. Goaltending is like the last piece of this puzzle, and they've got some interesting. You know, they, Drew it hasn't even turned pro yet. Yeah. You know, Arvid Soderblom has. Stepped it up over the last few weeks in Rockford I think he's neck and neck With Comezzo as far as being the top Prospect and what we saw from Jackson Stauber is very encouraging Like he's been a pleasant surprise I'm not saying he's the goalie of the future But he's definitely I feel a lot better About him now than I Did at the start of this year Mm -hmm. and you Have another guy who's been playing very well in the ECHL in Mitchell Weeks and he played Well when he's been called into duty at Rockford So you've got four solid, not necessarily uh, can't miss goaltending prospects. Mm-hmm. So I think the goaltending is something that, like, that's going to be the last piece of the puzzle that you really worry about. Yeah, You need it, no doubt, For but sure. you don't need to go out of your way right now to get it. I think they, they, they're putting their eggs in the Camesso soda bloom basket and we'll For see now, how that least. goes. For now, at least, yeah. But, you know, how, you know, it wouldn't hurt – you draft, you know, they say in the NFL, draft a quarterback every year, draft a goalie every year. Sure, at you, least one.
1: If there's, if with all these extra picks, you have four goalies. second round picks. There's not, there's not a problem with using one of them on a, on a higher yeah, end goalie. And the
0: Hawks are in a good position going forward to where if they, if they can't get a guy, if they can't, you know, bring up a guy, if Komessel turns out that he's not an NHLer and, and Soderboom doesn't progress, they've got enough. Capital as far as assets To trade or money On the market where well, they can go out and get their goalie They, of could the future. Get somebody. they don't necessarily right. Have to develop it but uh, So next year's goal attending I wouldn't lose a Wink of sleep over it yeah. It is not going to be a priority for this team Mrazic will be back I know I see a lot of people Say buy him out why yeah, Put him out there to. he's not going to do any
1: You still got to get to the cap floor Yeah. <laughs> put him
0: out there you want to bring Staylock back Great. You know, you want to bring, you know, uh, Bloom up and let him be your 1A, 1B while Camesso gets, uh, you know, you have commesso and Stauber get all the starts in Rockford next year. Let those guys develop.
2: What about sure. Blackhawks legends, Anton Hudobin? We'll see. Uh, yes, he is. <laughs>
1: His contract <laughs> ends after this season. You hey, he, could be I'll, talking
2: about future <laughs> Calder Cup champion,
0: Anton. <laughs> That's right. And...
1: Potentially. Also want to shout out Dominic Bassey with St. Cloud State. He has been doing very yeah. well yeah. at the college ranks, so can't forget about him. Um, yeah, I, I think with goaltending, it's just it's – they're not in a position to need to compete yet. So, And they have guys that are developing. Goaltenders take some time to develop. Not uh, – you know, it, it's not often you're going to get uh, – Drafted goalies in first or second round, where then within a year or two they're in the NHL, like marc Andre Fleury and Carey Price, like those guys. Uh, that, that's that's very rare. More very often rare. you'll see guys like Corey Crawford yep. drafted yep. and took I mean, six six seasons to get to the look NHL. Look at Rick
0: DiPietro. Yeah, that was a disaster. That did not go well. Uh, a guy that now, I mean, Jack Campbell was a first round pick. He took forever, and.
1: Pretty sure Cal Peterson was a first round pick too, <laughs> and,
0: and yeah, but but Jack Campbell took forever to get the NHL. He he went and had that nice little regular season run in Toronto that earned him a Ken Holland to overpay for yeah. him that, bunch. I'm sure they're regretting now. Mm. You know, a lot of times, man, your goalies. They come from out of nowhere. They're, they're undrafted yeah. guys. Some of the greatest goaltenders in the history of the game were never
1: drafted. Right, yeah. Ed
0: Belfour was an undrafted college free agent. So you never know where that goalie is going to come from just because their development arc is on such a different trajectory than other players. So, yeah. like, I wouldn't sweat the goaltending right now. There are some promising guys in the system, but we are two to three seasons away for really having the sweat to sweat out who our goalie is
3: going to be. Yeah.
2: And there's always opportunities like look, Cal Peterson's not a bad idea. We just don't know if LA is gonna want to move on from him. But yeah, that like any scenario like the Mirazik scenario or the Nikita Zaitsev scenario, he's game Kyle Davidson's game for that. Mm-hmm. Who was it we were just talking about who was it we were just talking about before the deadline that ended up eventually getting moved? Oh, it was uh Kasperi Kapanen. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a guy that people thought maybe they would offer to the Hawks to to take, take on contract, something and give yeah. up an asset. They ended up being able to move him, um, but you know the, the Hawks always have their eyes open on that stuff. Yeah, always, always, always. I mean,
0: look at a guy like Spencer Knight, who was a no no miss, you know, prospect. Yeah. He struggled this year. Now he's you know he's in the wellness program. Now he's dealing with some issues, but that's a that's a situation to keep uh, an eye on too. You got Spencer Knight, and then they have the uh, the other Canadian kid uh, in. Uh, Florida. Who's the guy? They he was on the world junior team. Levi. Um,
1: uh, Levi's a uh, Devin Levi's a Buffalo.
0: Buffalo. That's the team. Yeah. Never mind. Disregard.
1: Well, and and uh, our f- favorite potential uh, hot dog sponsor, Eric Portillo, Portillo got to- traded. Yeah, unfortunately, his rights did. He his his rights. Yeah, his rights. Yeah, it
0: was the Kings. To the Kings. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So maybe Cal Peterson will be out there, and maybe I'm, he will. Be. You know. It's, Got, you've got time you've to got, figure it out. Yeah, lots yeah. and lots of time.
1: There's exactly. time to, uh, yeah, time to time to figure out. And there's also time to get yourself some delicious Goose Island beer from the Goose Island Beer Company, the proud, there they are, the proud beer sponsor of CHGO and Chicago's beer since 1988. You see the cans on the table there. For us, uh, the Blackhawks Pale Ale, the Bull City three one two, I believe that's the uh, No Plans uh, mm-hmm. IP. Is it an IPA?
4: It just be to, a regular a pale, pale ale. Pale ale.
1: No, no plans pale ale, and of course the Distinguished Gold Can, the Goose Island three one two, the staple of their lineup. All delicious beers, and of course can't forget the Bourbon County Stout, the Bear, the Beer Hug IPA, Green Line, all the good stuff that Goose Island provides. They're all great. And uh, I was sitting in my uh, backyard today, enjoying some sunshine uh, before I came into work with my wife and daughter. It was a good time. And it made me think, hey, in the summer, sitting back in my lawn chair, cracking open a beer and letting my daughter run around the yard. Sounds like a good time. Goose Island, they are definitely going to be part of those plans. Uh, If you want to be part of Goose Island's plans, you can go to their two locations, which are open and ready to welcome you. You can grab a beer right from their innovation tanks at the Goose Island Tap Room at 1800 West Fulton, or if you like to pair a smash burger with your beer, you can go to the original Clybourne Brewhouse, pick one of those up. That's at 1800 North Clybourne. For reservations and pickup, go to gooseisland.com/slash/locations. Again, that is the delicious Goose Island Beer Company. What's it is your lips? It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> <That girl>. Nice. <laughs> All right.
0: Uh, Hey, another place you can get yourself an ice cold, delicious Goose Island product is at the United Center. Yes, you can. And if you want access to the United Center, be it a Blackhawks game, a Bulls game, a concert, any type of event at the United Center and at all venues across the globe you can check out Game Time. They are the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. If you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could, maybe right behind the player's bench, maybe you want to sit behind the penalty box so you can yell at Brady to Chuck for being a pudwack. Stop being a pudwack. or, Or maybe you can find a smelly... Uh, Minnesota Wild prospect to make fun of, too. Uh, No matter where you want to sit.
1: Smelly Sam.
0: Smelly Sam. uh, (laughs) Wherever you want to sit, it is possible with game time. And they also have the biggest last-minute price drops on the seats you thought you could never buy. Speaking of gooses... You won't find a better deal on Blackhawks tickets this season. There are just a few tickets, a uh, few games left. I believe, what, seven home games left this season. So GameTime guarantees your lowest price into the United Center for a Hawks game. If you love CHGO, then you love love time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. If you're watching on YouTube, scroll down. On your way down, please smash... That giant white thumbs up button. I've got a lot of people in the chat, but not as, nearly as many as like. So give Come us that on. like. We appreciate it. Don't and right under racks. that, after clicking that thumbs up button, you'll see the description to get your Blackhawks ticket. So join over 15 million people who've downloaded the Game Time app and score the best deals on seats to all your favorite events. I'm going to a, uh, an event tonight in Milwaukee that uh, Game Time helped me with. Spr- Springsteen? Yes, I am. Mm. I'm going to go see the boss. Nice. Surprised Joey knows who Springsteen is. I'm not Joey. Joey's a well-cultured <laughs> See, that's, young man. People
4: probably think now, like, oh, he knows off the top of his head, that Springsteen's in Milwaukee tonight. I only know that because I also know someone who's going. But I mm. thought I would just throw Doesn't it out matter. there. You yeah, know? you didn't have to expunge. I just, you know, you're <laughs> you're
0: a well-versed, well-cultured young man. I don't care what the Bulls guys say. about
4: But that's right. They <laughs> Thank say a lot. Thank you, you, Greg. They do say a lot. Um, all right, ready for the next yes, mailbag? Let's do Here it. we go. Are there, from Jacob Holton on Twitter, are there any pending unrestricted free agents you could see returning to the Hawks in (laughs) 23-24?
2: What a very specific question you're asking. Mm. So Max Domi or Patrick Kane, is that the question? Yeah, probably. Um, I think there's a good chance Max Domi comes back. I don't think it's guaranteed. But uh, as I wrote about today for CHGO, uh, opportunity matters to a lot of these guys. And Max Domi was able to go out and be a number one center for the entire season and put up huge numbers and then join a contender. But he loves it here. He loves Luke Richardson. He loves his teammates. Uh, I do think that there's a very solid chance that he's back next season. I don't think it's a guarantee, but I think it's a really, really good chance. Yeah, Yeah. I
0: think it's 50-50 he comes back. Uh, I think the Hawks can offer him more than what any other team can, based both or, money or and would want to play. Right, both money and playing wide. Like the Hawks have to spend almost thirty million dollars to get to the cap floor next season, so they can give him a couple extra million dollars more than anybody. Probably another year, and they can say you're our number one center. No other team's <laughs> going to do that. No, that, that's going to be able to pay him that kind of money. So, yeah. I think it's a good chance for him.
2: Otherwise, I didn't even mention Jonathan Taves, which is somewhat telling. Yeah, just because he's not coming back.
1: It it doesn't seem like he's either coming back or if he'll play. It just doesn't seem that way. Saw him today. We were talking
2: to Andrews Bjork. He went, whoop. Looked yeah, the locker room and he put poked his, his head
1: out around. and said, "Oh,
0: it's Jay and Greg from nope. CHJO. I'm out of here. I'm going
1: to talk to those jerks. <laughs> I'm going to get on the plane. They're
2: going to ask
0: me. They're going to ask me. I'm going to get some of that sushi on the plane. Oof, um, yeah. Plane sushi. Plane sushi. If there's a if there's an outbreak a of plane. stomach flu uh, in Detroit, we'll know why. It's yeah, not Yeah, we'll, it will. It,
1: it will actually be bad shrimp this yeah, time.
0: um but as far as like UFOs coming back, like I, I've, guys, I think we need to accept the fact that the Blackhawks as an organization are ready to move on from Kane and Taves. They're not coming back. Uh, Alex Debrinkit's not coming back. Um, you know, so. it's it's time to move forward. <sighs> Who else is a UFA on this team right now? I don't, Andre Santa, to see you. I don't think he's coming back. I don't mm. think there's going to be an outcry for him to no. come back.
1: Uh, is
2: uh, is England a UFA? Uh, he uh, might be an RFA. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, Tenority is a UFA. I can see him coming back. I think back. he would come back, come and England back. is a UFA as well. Who Restricted is? for uh, England. England, okay. Restricted are Ian Mitchell, Caleb Jones, Kurishev, Joey Anderson, Austin Wagner, and Anders Bjork.
1: I think Kur- I guarantee Kurishev is coming back. Like he needs to yeah. be part of the team. I think all
2: those RFAs could be back. Probably. Sure,
1: why not? It's not going to cost you a lot.
2: And I, I think it makes a lot of sense to bring Tenority back for another year. Mm-hmm. Why not? Uh, Luke Richardson e- loves him. So yeah. there you go. He's Ian Mitchell and Caleb Jones. Luke spoke very highly of Caleb today. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I wouldn't
1: be surprised if he gets another one year deal.
0: I, I can't wait for that news to break and
2: see what our, I, I don't look like, you know, he's not been that bad lately. No, I, he, I, I think that Caleb Jones his, is a third pairing defender. People are mad about, I think people are less mad about Seth than they've ever been because he's been playing the best hockey he's played as a Blackhawk, mm-hmm. And I think Caleb has been playing his best hockey as a Hawk too. Um, those two look good together, Caleb and Seth. And I'm not saying that should be your pairing forever, but, like, I don't know. I always felt like the hatred for Caleb was way too strong. Well, look, it, you're paying it, the guy a million bucks. And it ricochets off of Seth. Yes, he's giving you a million dollars worth of defense. I don't think there's yeah. any... If anything... That's a good way to put it, yeah. I, if anything, I think he might be worth slightly more than they're paying him.
1: Yeah, I... I for, for next season, if he gets a, a, a one-year deal to come back and, and do it again, like, that's not a huge issue. I think Mitchell's gone. Um, I don't think they're going to bring him back because nah, yeah. I because you got to start opening up some spots for some there's, of these young guys no to point. come up. I so. think
0: that the, the organization there's far too many young defensemen coming up through the pipeline that to, are frankly better than
1: Ian Mitchell yeah, to plug things up. And and while I think it would be would be a nice little you know handshake agreement, say hey, thanks for doing everything you did this year to bring Sonardi back. I think for that same reason, I don't know if they bring him back. Cause you could give that, uh, that playing time to a guy like Isaac Phillips. And it seems, seems like Phillips is, is going to be coming up. Um, one thing that was really interesting that uh, Scott Powers wrote about recently was that the expectation for uh, Wyatt Kaiser with Minnesota Duluth is that once his season is over, which could happen as soon as this weekend, he would, Come to the he would come to the Blackhawks, burn his first year of the of the EL- ELC this year, and possibly be in their plans for the NHL next season. That would be for, very interesting to a, see. He's a
0: he's a he's a guy that we just frankly don't talk enough about because he's playing college. Like we yeah. talk about all the guys at yeah. at Rockford and, and the guys we drafted this year. He's kind of a forgotten prospect, but he's a damn good hockey he's player. He's
1: been a really good defenseman for three years at a really. good top-tier program like progressing
0: it's, and progressing like he came into that program as like your your offensive-minded defenseman and he's completely developed into more of a defensive-minded defenseman, but still has that offensive upside he's a really intriguing prospect so yeah maybe tenority doesn't come back but you know if you i, I think it's it just
1: I'm not depends. gonna cry if he does right well it, he's
2: a guy too that spent a lot of time in the ahl mm-hmm. so you could bring him up to start the year and then find out what you've got in these young players. Maybe you want to give Vlasic another two months down there. Whoever. I'm just throwing a name out there. Yeah. And then say, all right, well, we're going to swap the two. Sentin already down. The guy's played what? I'm looking at his most recent years. This uh, is Tucson, the most NHL Spokespar. games he's played in a
1: single season. Yeah.
2: Like it's, you know, he played 32 games for Hartford last year. That's as many as he's played for Chicago this year. So yeah. he is a more of an AHL player than an NHL player most of the time. Um, so I don't think if you were to resign him, he would be offended if you were to send him to Rockford. Sure. in sort of the leadership kind of the thing Adam Clendenning was doing this year a little bit, different players, but mm-hmm. you know, same kind of ideas. You bring a veteran down to lead these young players. Plus, You'll probably have some younger guys making the jump to Rockford next year too, right? Yeah, some of the prospects in the yeah, system. Allen,
0: so maybe Demastro, right? You know, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Right. It's the defense is is is
0: exciting these next couple of years. There's going to be a lot of in and out, and who's playing and who's not. So, yeah, maybe Tenority doesn't come back, or maybe he he's back on a cheap one year deal, two way deal to be that insurance policy in case one of these guys doesn't work out, or you have a rash of injuries. Mm-hmm. Or you just need a guy that can go out there and punch somebody in the face, or yeah, get punched sure. in the face as he did last night. <laughs> yeah, that's for Either sure. Either or,
1: and yeah, I, on on Domi, uh, I just want to say like, it really seems like the the it seems like everything that he has said really just is like e- extra like on top of it, like, I really like Chicago, I really like the fans, I really like the team, I really like Luke Richards. Like, it really seems like he's putting all, all his you know, as much as he can out there to be like, I really liked it here. Like, it'd be cool if I came back. Like, you know. I wouldn't
0: be shocked if there's a already signed contract predated July 1st, 2023, <laughs> sitting in the right-hand drawer of Kyle Davidson just, just waiting. waiting for that that opening, and then he's just going to fax it into the office. Yeah, You know, that wouldn't surprise me at all. You don't see it very often. I know we screamed it a lot here during the yeah. trade That never happens. It happens every once in a while, and if it were to happen, Max Domi is... is the
1: best chance of it happening. Much higher likelihood than any other guy.
2: Yeah. When well, I know there's probably people listening to this and watching this saying, if you've got nothing but cap space and you are and you say that Domi can go back, why can't Patrick Kane come back? And I know we've addressed it a lot, but it just feels like when you move on from a, a player that's that big of a deal, that's that big of a name, that the decision is mutual, right? Both sides have said, okay, it's time for the next phase. It's time for the next chapter. Bringing Max Domi in here doesn't really change a lot in terms of locker room presence he's a positive locker room guy but he's not the kind of guy where young players are going to be like oh my god that's max Domi." patrick right, kane yeah. has that presence jonathan taves have, has that presence and i think that matters as you're waiting for the younger leadership or the maybe not even younger but the new leadership just look at how different seth jones has been mm-hmm. since the trade went down and since jonathan taves <laughs> stepped aside you know, uh, Luke Richardson talked today about uh, Jason Dickinson stepping up as a leader, more vocal on the ice last night, calling for pucks, banging a stick, being more assertive because now he's one of the veteran presences on this team. Mm-hmm. And with those guys out of the way, and I want to be clear here, not that like Kane and Taser are saying like, you can't lead. This is our team. It wasn't that at all. Those are two freaking icons of the NHL. Yeah. Right? Like, no one's going to step into that room and be able to lead. Seth Jones is a perfect example. Yeah. Right? That's a guy who's a. Was he number one overall, Seth Jones? Third or Or fourth. Third overall. Yeah. So, like, really high pick, super hyped prospect, all those things. He's been a multi time all star, and he came in and didn't find his place Mm -hmm. until recently, you know? So, I think that's the difference between bringing Kane back and bringing Domi back, where Domi's just another guy in the group. Yeah. He's maybe more vocal and more. I don't know, decorated is a right word, but more experienced. But he's not the kind of presence that's going to really like keep other people from taking that lead, from taking that mantle. Yeah. I think that's what the Hawks want. They want someone to grab that leadership. They want, role. New, they, they want new faces of this franchise.
1: Yeah, they want they they want to bring in a new era of of the team. And I, as much as it sucks to close that chapter, close that. Tays and Kane and Stanley Cup chapter. Uh, it's it's necessary. Yep. It's
2: necessary to, to to move forward. So it's time. Yeah. All right, we got a lot more, don't we? We got a couple more. All right, let's let's get through them quickly here because we're almost out of time. Let's rapid yep. fire.
4: Uh, okay, here we go. Could the NHL introduce a luxury tax that can only be used on players drafted by that franchise? This could be limited to five to ten percent of the overall maximum cap limit it would certainly help teams that draft and develop well and incentivize others to so improve. So you could
1: spend extra on your own drafted players. I love that. That's it's a great, great idea.
2: I love that idea. They could it's do brilliant. it. They won't because it makes too much sense. And wait, Yeah. But like we've said leading up to the deadline here, how many times have we seen the Blackhawks punished because they drafted and developed too well? Mm-hmm. Kane, Taves, Bufflin, uh, uh Deneau, it mm-hmm. goes on and on and on of the good players they've drafted that they've had to get rid of for financial reasons. Yep. Yes, a luxury tax is a great way. If you're not going to budge from the hard cap, let drafted players count for less off the cap. Yeah. I think that. So if you sign, you know, Jonathan Taves, you sign him for a $10 million deal, his cap hit is nine or eight or mm-hmm. something like right. that. To, and then <coughs> if you trade that guy, the cap hit increases yep. to. Right. Stop punishing teams
0: from being good at drafting. Correct. That's all. The, that's all the cap does.
2: I also think that's going to discourage, or it would, it's a wrong term. I think what I'm saying is it would encourage people to hang on to their expensive players that they drafted, mm-hmm. because all right, well, look, we're going to keep this guy because he's ours, and we're we're getting him for you know pennies on a dollar versus signing a giant free agent or making a huge move at the deadline. I think it'll keep guys with their teams longer, which is a good thing. Yeah, that, absolutely. If the Hawks didn't have to break up their teams. They could have won five cups, six cups, honestly. Oh, for sure. You know, and it's, it's frustrating. So, of course, uh, Bill Wurtz leaves us just when the Hawks are ready to spend and the salary cap kicks in. Yeah, well, funny like, how that works. Of course, it's amazing. That happens. All right, let's, let's, uh, how many more we got? We got two more
4: and then a couple more in the comments as well. All right, well. let's do it. All right, here we go. I have a few questions. You don't have to read them all. Who's your favorite player in the league currently and why?
2: Okay. What's okay. your
4: second favorite team? How would you rank the prospects we have in Rockford? Oh, my gosh. And are there any players in Indy that you think could play?
2: You can't
1: do another hour. I hit <laughs> <or laughs> the first two. These All right, are quick.
2: Hit the first two. Favorite player in the league currently and why? Th- I'm assuming they're saying non-Blackhawks. Yeah. Uh, sure. Okay. Go ahead, fellas. Uh, my
0: current non-favorite Blackhawk is Kale McCarr. And my second favorite team, uh, I would probably go Carolina Hurricanes.
1: Hurricanes. Yeah? Um, uh, my second team... Is I've always had an affinity for the Rangers. Um, now that they have, <laughs> now that they have Patrick Kane, uh, that affinity has gone up, uh, just for the season at least. Um, and favorite player, uh, man. I mean, I it's it's funny. Like when I look outside the NHL, it's just like I just I just love the the sport. Like I just love the. It's it's hard to pick a guy like specifically. Obviously, you you love watching. Crosby and McDavid and Ovechkin. Um, everyone knows my love for Jake McCabe. Cabe. Like it's there you go. there's like he's not the, a blackhawk anymore, the, so that's true. Question. Yeah, So, um, Patrick Kane. So yeah, T- it's 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 definitely uh, an across the league love. Also love watching Kale McCarr.
2: I'm gonna say my favorite player is Matthew Kachuk. <laughs> we were talking about the Kachuks last night. Physical, brash. Loudmouth, mouth. Your inner pud I don't coming. care. <laughs> I want him on my team. I've always wanted Kachucks. So I will take Matthew. If, if Brady would be a nice secondary. I just think it just the guy that made me fall in love with hockey is Jeremy Roenick. And I think Matthew Kachuck is the closest thing the like NHL that. has yeah. right now to Jeremy Roenick. Yeah. So give it's me fair. Matthew Kachuk. Um, I You know, second favorite team, it kind of fluctuates because it depends on like where the Hawks are. Like, are the Hawks competitive? Like, I, for whatever reason, I have an affection for the Minnesota Wild. <laughs> I, I, I kind of want them to be good. Where's your Minnesota Wild dad hat from last year? I got year? it somewhere. I don't know where it is. <laughs> um, is it on the lawnmower waiting to get used? Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't know what it's about, but then the Hawks and them had so many playoff series that, of course, that it, I don't know. It's weird. I, it, it changes, but I, I would like the Minnesota Wild to be a more important NHL team And I find myself when I'm watching their games rooting for them. I like their colors. I like what they finally done with their uniforms. Mm -hmm. So I I don't know. That's that's I think I would pick them. It's weird. I know they're in the conference. Yeah. But uh, in the division, I mean, but I don't know. It is what it is. I can't help it. Yeah. They've been pretty they've been pretty harmless. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> way to put it. Like, be
0: less harmless. Like, Make yeah, I I mean, Like, right, yeah. the North Stars were a hated yeah, rival because— t- Yeah,
2: but they're not the North Stars. Right. They yeah.
0: haven't done anything bad to us except let us move on to the next round a mm-hmm. couple of times. Yeah. yeah.
2: Can I add one? Uh, favorite all-time non-Blackhawk? Sure. sure. Go ahead.
0: Uh, favorite all-time non-Blackhawk. Mine's Black Peter Forsberg. He's up there. Joe Sackick is up there. I
1: uh, always like Brian Leach. Okay. Yeah. Another Ranger. And chuck that bile steel. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need to switch seats Switch shows Oh <laughs> Just move to New York
0: Yeah Joe Sackick Peter Forsberg I love those teams um, You know A big Mario Lemieux fan I like Pavel Barre a lot too mm-hmm. Yeah lots, lots of all-time greats Hawks guys Non-Hawks That I liked Because for a long time there In my most formative years of Watching hockey The Hawks were Garbage. So yeah. I had to find. You had to watch other I guys. had to pick yeah. other teams and players to like because after April 2nd, the Hawks weren't playing anymore. Yeah. Half, half of my. Uh, Doug Gilmore. Yeah. Doug, well, yeah. yeah. He was a
2: Hawk for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. better done. than you remember, by the way, when you look back at the numbers. Well, because
0: if you just reference what he had with the Hawks, he was good with the Hawks, yeah. but. He was great when he was with yeah, Calgary t- and Toronto. Mm-hmm, Toronto yeah. And even that little bit, he was in St. Louis, you know. Yep. Uh, yeah, r- real good
1: player. Being a smaller guy myself, I, I found an affinity for Paul Correa and uh, Martin St. Louis. I was
0: going to say, speaking of small guys, Martin St. Louis is one of my all-time favorite players. He, he's, he's, a, my, uh, he's my legs. thighs Don't insp- skip legs, Inspiration. Days. Yeah. yeah. Yep.
1: All but right. It's not working out well, though. What do we got? You know.
4: Last one, I believe. All right. Yes, already did that one. Thank okay. You, how do you feel about personalized goal songs? Ah, I yes. feel like we've been. <laughs> this Love is it. a hot
2: topic on the old Twitters this weekend, too. Let's do, do, it. do it. About retiring Chelsea Dagger. Be a lot of fun. See, what, here's,
1: here's my compromise with the people that don't want to let go of it. Make it the goal song for guys who don't submit a personalized goal song. And if you do want a personalized goal song, then you get that song.
2: Yeah. Or you just do it for a few seconds and you fade into the personalized song. I think having personalized goal songs lets you understand the guy's personalities yep. a little bit. Yeah. It's fun. That's yeah. so there's, interesting.
4: There's, so it's like you score, and then they play the. Yeah. This is Chelsea songs. For so It's a few like the MLB walkout song, exactly. but Same it's concept, reversed. But every so
0: yeah. you get your own goal song. We all we do half the, especially in the offseason, is say the NHL doesn't do a good enough job promoting these guys' personalities. Well, the best way to do it is let them pick their own goal yeah. song. Let I think that's
1: fun. Give them opportunities to show personality. Yeah, it's I, not like they
0: didn't earn it. They scored. Yeah. Right. Play let, their song. Let them yeah, play. Right. Let them have whatever song. That, I love that idea. I think if the Hawks did that, you'd see other teams trending along and make it a league-wide thing. See, you some know? some
1: teams do it. I think the Sabers did it this year. Yeah, like it's make it, it a thing. The, the goal
0: songs are getting kind of boring yeah. and stale around. Like I'm a wolver Chelsea dagger that represented.
1: We had we had this Black conversation Hawks, yeah. in the summer. That, yeah. that,
0: that represented <laughs> that era. If the franchise is moving on from that era, let's move on from yep. that era. Let these let these new guys, these new kids, these new future of the franchise. Tell You who they are from day one,
2: yeah. You get something funny, yeah. Like, you know, I'd I mean, half like these a, guys
0: would probably all pick the same Taylor Swift song. I'd pick whatever. it's
2: Raining Men just for fun, you know, like just, just to throw people for a lick. Why am I hearing this? Song pick like that wreck of the Edmund okay. Fitzgeralds, something like- the whole <laughs> that. All right, a couple chats we want to get to. Yeah, yeah, do we have another ad read or yeah, not? We have, we, have to we pick, do. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. I don't something think cool. we're going to get to Luke Richardson stuff. Oh, yeah, you know what? Let's do We got time, that's like two minutes, right. We, we got time. Well, let's right. get through the reads real quick, then we'll share that Luke Richardson uh, comment because the other questions we kind of answered already yeah. uh, vaguely. I'll go so, with the questions. DraftKings Sportsbook is the official sports betting partner of CHGO and All-City. Jump on those NBA no-sweat same-game parlays, Major League Baseball. It's here. It's close. It's on your television. It doesn't count, but it's going too soon. <laughs> so get those future bets in. Who's going to win the division? Who's going to win the World Series? MVP, Cy Young, home run leader, all those things. Jump in, place those bets. You can do that today at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I'm going to bet the Cubs over. I did already. I think I got like 77 or something like that. I got to check. Nice. Uh, so that's sitting there waiting for, you know, nine months from now to, <laughs> to figure out what happens. Uh, but I love those future bets. And the same game parlays are so fun. We've been doing them all year with, you know, anytime goal scorers. I think that, you know, next game is Hawks Red Wings. I think the Dylan Larkin and... Anders Bjork are both going to score. You parlay those two together. If they both score, boom, it's a bigger payout for a very little wager. You can Mm -hmm. wager big, too, if you want, but it's a fun way to just keep in every game and just kind of nickel and dime your way through the season. It's great fun. Download the app now and use the code CHGO when you sign up. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Hey, and a
0: good way to add more money to your DraftKings account is by calling our friends at ComEd and they can help you save money, which then you can turn into some same-game parlays over at DraftKings. We've got you covered in all aspects here. The ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve save money and energy. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three or four weeks, customers receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings savings, cost savings, project cost, potential incentives, and simple payback. Don't wait. Get start saving money and energy today for energy saving tips. And to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash poweringbiz, B-I-Z. Ready for a facility assessment? Call ComEd at 855-433-2700 during normal business hours or speak with a ComEd Energy Efficiency Program representative. Or you can email businessee at comed.com or request an assessment online at their website, slash facility assessment. Business hopefully, ethics. You, you, hopefully, you type facility assessment better <laughs> than I say facility <laughs> assessment.
2: All right. Uh, after practice today, Luke Richardson met the media. He was asked by our buddy Joe Brand, uh, with some bigger lineups coming up here in the future, uh, what does he want to see from Lucas Reichel? And uh, Luke spent about two and a half minutes being very specific about things they've seen from Lucas Reichel and things they're correcting really, really good stuff. This is what we call uh, X's and O's hockey porn. So this is a nice gift for people who stuck with us the entire episode. Here's Luke Richardson after practice today.
3: You know what, last night I I think he had one kind of play, and it's not a soft play, it was, I thought, more fancy play, it was one One of the first shifts in the first period, and puck came up, and he's been so good on the walls. Uh, In that red zone, he just tried to do a little one foot up, a little one tick, and it it just went over the blue line, but they got the puck, went back in, he had to play the D zone, so. All the coaches were chopping at the bit and waiting for him to get off. We were fighting over each other and who was getting to him first. <laughs> and, uh, and he came in, he already knew, I could see the red in his cheeks, and we're like, right, right Zio, that, that's not for here, not for this league, not for you. You're too good of a player. Take that puck, skate it and create some ice and uh, make a stronger play. He scored not long after uh, by doing making a stronger play because Athosaneo and, and uh, Khrushchev killed the play in the d zone which we're getting better at and he he just had the instinct and knows when to go and and created that chance and then probably about five minutes left in the game he he stole a puck in the d zone skated to the red line knew he couldn't get the red line to dump it in for a non-icing and just had the he has a skill set and ability he lays a a, kind of alley-oop over the d heads close to their bench uh, so we can get the change that's just smart intelligent hockey and i know you know Guys that have watched him play in, in Rockford the last few years, that's that's a big step for him. Like to not try and stick out through four guys, turn the puck over, and get another point in the game where the team gets two. You know, that's that's team first uh, thought and process, and, and that's got to be every day, every game, every shift, and I think you're starting to see that from him. So, and also, there was another play in the third period just inside the blue line where I saw Kachuk not happy with the game, saw he was going to have to make a play standing still and charged at him. And he had enough confidence and calmness and ability to make another little airmail play and just absorb Kachuk as he hit him so he doesn't get blown over or hurt. Um, So that gives me confidence for him to know, to have the awareness when someone like that's on the ice. So when he's in Tampa, Maroon's on the ice, he knows he's a big guy. He could hurt him if he's not paying attention and he catches him the wrong way. He's got to be aware of not just where the puck is, but who's on the ice what type of players they are and, and it's a bigger physical more physical league. But I, I like that play in the third period or those two plays in the third period of just being conscious of us being playing with the lead and who's on the ice and protect yourself. And so that that shows some uh, maturity there.
2: That was Luke Richardson uh, after practice today.
3: Really good stuff. He's I,
2: What I love about him, among other things, is he's just so thoughtful in his answers. Mm-hmm. Like so many other coaches would just be like, yeah, you know, we'll just tell him, got to be physical. Gotta make those plays. He had specific moments, and I love the fact he said every coach on the bench was chomping at the bit to to tell Reichel what he had done wrong. That's <laughs> great. That's so good. And it's not like they were gonna chew him out and and be hard asses. They all want to teach. Right. They want to teach these guys. It's it's great. It's uh, I love that. And and you know, Lucas goes to the bench. He's got red in his cheeks. He knows he screwed up. Why? Because the coaches have communicated to him. This is what you need to do in this situation. He knows it. He screwed it up. And before they even had to say anything, my bad. Next time I won't do it. Mm-hmm. And when a chance came later, he did the right thing. It's, it's, it's a refreshing difference, and I'm
0: not going to slam Joel Quinville uh, for his coaching styles necessarily because it worked. Uh, but how many times during the Quinville era did you hear, well, we just need more from him. We need more. We're looking for more. We're looking for more. Well, look, better dumps. <laughs> well, man, never mind. Uh, but Luke Richardson doesn't go that he he says, yeah, we need more. And,
3: and by more, more, I s-
0: very specifically mean this, <laughs> yes, this, this, right. this, 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 this. just I love that. I hope that continues. I hope this isn't just Luke Richardson being super eager that it's a, he's a first year head coach and he wants to be super accommodating. I hope as things get further down the line and the hopefully the expectations rise because the team is getting better and the team is having success, that just doesn't change because I could sit there and listen to Luke Richardson talk X's and O's of hockey for hours. Like I would yeah. love to have him once a week just sit here and say, <laughs> okay, show great. him a play, let him break it down, and then
2: just take an hour break while he sits there and explains it to you. Yeah, yeah. that would be great. All right, thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us today. We appreciate it. Uh, 101 of you in the chat and only 62 likes on your way out. Please smash that like button. We would greatly, greatly appreciate that. We'll be back after tomorrow night's game, 630 puck drop in Detroit. So a nice early post-game show. Please join us after this original six clash. I love it. I love when the Hawks and Red Wings play. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> no longer rivalry because NBC got rid of it. That's true. So it'll be fun. We'll talk to you tomorrow night after Hawks and Wings on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Mm, wings.